This is episode 85, Take Steps to Pursue Your Dreams with Daniel. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. I am so grateful to be here and to be speaking right now. For the past week, I have been dealing with losing my voice and being sick which is always humbling for me because I pride myself on really not getting sick often. But for a variety of reasons, I did. I ended up with a really bad sinus infection and lost my voice from just speaking too much and was at the point where I was going to have to cancel a big keynote in Omaha because my sinuses and my voice were so messed up that A, I couldn't fly and B, I wasn't going to be able to speak. And so I went to urgent care, which I've never really gone to. And the doctor was like, well, if you want to fly, you're going to need a steroid shot and antibiotics. And just everything in me contracted because I tend to be very holistic. But I really had to look inside myself and go, is this a sacrifice of values or is this a compromise? Am I maybe compromising how I would normally deal with this if I had more time and I wasn't flying and I didn't have two keynotes that I was contracted for? Or am I really sacrificing my values? And I realized in that moment that I wasn't sacrificing my values. I was really in alignment with one of my core values, which is service. And I was so excited to come and give these keynotes in Omaha, which is where I am right now. And I wanted to continue to show up. And I also really wanted to feel better. And in that moment, I was so grateful for Western medicine. And I also made the compromise with myself that Of course, after taking this, I'm going to work on my gut health. I'm going to continue to heal it holistically. But really, it was kind of more my pride and my ego of wanting to be so holistic that was getting in my way. And I really had to put my own health first and my own desire to serve and to show up and to honor my agreements. I thought a lot more about this, and so I made it the subject of my blog and vlog this week. So if you don't get that, it's christinehassler.com. Go sign up. And the title of this particular one is... What's the difference between compromise and sacrifice? So we get to talk about one of my favorite things on the show today, which is dreams and why it's so important to pursue them. Now, you may have heard me say on the show before that I believe our dreams, our longings, our desires are actually our psychic knowing of what's to come. The things that we truly feel called to, not from our ego, but from our heart, are indeed part of our destiny. Now, how do you know what the difference is between what's coming from your heart and what's coming from your ego? Well... Things that feel like wants that will make us feel better about ourselves or prove something or get something are not really dreams. Those are more wants that we think will get us what we want. Here are some examples. Really wanting a relationship because you feel it will complete you or really wanting to be successful because you think you will finally feel validated or have something proven to the world. That is a much different head-based want than a true heart-based desire. And what's an example of that? Well, you'll absolutely hear a great example in my session with Daniel today. His question is about how to take steps towards his dream, which I help him navigate. And I also want to encourage all of you to do the same. Now, Daniel is in his early 20s, so I don't want any of you thinking it's too late for you if you're not in your early 20s. You must trust your longings and your desires. Just to give you some inspiration, here's a few facts for you. Marion Williamson published her first book at 40. 
Stan Lee, creator of Spider-Man, was 43 when he began drawing his legendary superheroes. Nelson Mandela was elected president of South Africa at 76. Halle Berry and many, many other women had their first child after 40. Mother Teresa was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize at 69. And Julia Child did not start culinary school until 40, and her first cookbook came out at 51. These are just a few examples of dreams and contributions that happen at the perfect time for each individual. Let these be reminders to us all that it's never too late and life is a marathon, not a sprint. One other reminder is that I am co-facilitating an amazing retreat with my friend Aubrey Marcus. Many of you have been asking me to facilitate a retreat for women and men, and it's finally happening. The link for that is in the show notes. It's going to be in Austin Memorial Day weekend. And the title of the retreat is Love, Practice Makes the Master. We're going to be exploring your relationship with yourself, your romantic relationships, either the one you're in or the one you want, your relationships with others, your relationship with purpose, and your higher power. It's going to be really juicy and really transformative. Make sure to go and get your spot soon because it's going to fill up quickly. And if you don't know who Aubrey Marcus is, go back and listen to my Coach's Corner episode with him and you will love him just as much as I do. And if you have any questions about the retreat, email jill at christinehassler.com and she can help you out. So as you're listening to this call with Daniel, consider what are your dreams and are you giving yourself permission to pursue them? Have other people's doubts or negative comments about your dreams prevented you from listening to your own inner guidance and going after what you long for? Do you have a limiting belief that you are too old or too unqualified or too poor to go after what you want? And if you are in pursuit of a dream, are you actively and consistently taking steps toward it or are you just expecting it to magically happen if it's meant to be? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Daniel. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. So producing music has been a lifelong dream of mine ever since I was six years old. I took piano lessons and my teacher died suddenly. I took took lessons for about six years. and I've always had the passion for music inside me and never really let it out until, until now. So my question for you is, what sort of action steps would you recommend in the short term so I can sort of get momentum and pursue my dreams of music. Okay, well, what are you doing now? So just to give a little quick background, I'm a recent graduate. I haven't really found like my niche in the workforce yet. I was kind of selling life insurance for a brief period. I was working at a cubicle in a bank. I was miserable. I was abusing alcohol. And so I was working as a contractor with the bank. And we all know that a lot of those are subjective. So that contract ended and I was a little bit depressed, but then I realized that it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it helped me sort of, it revitalized my passion for music making. So mm. in my free time between interviewing and stuff, I had all this free time. So I went back to what made me comfortable and what I found pleasure doing. And I've been just so happy producing and it kind of just went from there. But now I'm sort of, I'm in limbo. I'm interviewing for for regular jobs, but I'm kind of not sure whether I should continue working on music, you know, so I'm not really sure where to go from here. Okay. So let's talk about a couple things. How old are you now? I am 24. You're 24. So you're just fresh kind of out of college. Yeah. Just two years yeah, or so. Graduated about a year ago. Yeah. Okay. And when you envision your music career, what do you see? What do you want to be doing? Well, I, I have a 
big passion for movies and I've always was kind of a movie buff growing up and I got into producing and composing. I took a music synthesis class in high school and then it kind of spiraled from there. I started working with GarageBand and Logic and I started just composing and that's where I found my purest joy. Like I can't really explain the feeling to you, but Mm. I think it's rare. I think I, I understand. I feel really lucky to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I have that feeling when I do this show. So I think I get it. So you, your dream career would be to be composing movie soundtracks. Is that correct? Absolutely. Writing movie scores. Yeah. Writing movie so scores. So Hans Zimmer, being the Hans next Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. That's my dream. Okay. Got it. And where do you live now? I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. And do you think that you can do that from Cincinnati, Ohio? I think once you get established in the industry, you can work from anywhere with all the technology that exists today. Mm -hmm. However, I would certainly have to move, whether it be in New York or LA, where the the hubs are. You know what I mean? Right. Because so much is remote, obviously, but I think to meet the people that you want to meet and also just be in the energetic of it, it's important to move to those cities. Like when I wanted to work in the entertainment industry, I moved out to LA because that's really where it is. So that would be the first thing to consider. We can talk about that in a second, but I want to back up just a little bit and I really want to acknowledge you. And I want to point out that so many people listening are probably wondering what their passion is and are looking for it and are going, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And the fact that you feel so connected to something and it's been clear from such an early age is amazing feedback for you. So I want to acknowledge okay. that. And, and I believe that these things aren't quote unquote random. We get this passion. We get this sort of intuitive knowing. We get this feeling, like you said, it's unlike any feeling that you could ever imagine. And so mm -hmm. I want you to trust that feeling because so many of us, we have that feeling, especially at a young age, be it in our teens and our 20s, and then we aren't able to successfully formulate it into a career or we get to a certain point point, we don't feel like we make it and we give up and we think, oh, I guess it was just a random dream and it's not something that can come true. And I feel like so many people give up on their dreams just like a year or six months before it's about to turn the corner. So I just want to say to you, don't give up on this, like really pursue Thank it. You. And you're young and you have time. And I don't know exactly how it will formulate, but this knowing that this is what you want to do is an important thing to honor. And a lot of people try to sometimes talk us out of dreams because are you going to make That's money? That's what we're programmed for. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And don't let anyone ever talk you out of it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like internally, this is always something that I've had inside. I've never really told anyone about it, but, and I feel like I've had a lot of pressure with like just trying to get a regular job. I never really knew what I wanted to do. And my brother, he's about to be a surgeon. And I've, I've just, I was kind of just going to the law school track, doing what I thought that was right, you know, and what, what society wanted me to do, you know? Yeah. And I have a question for you. You know, you're so musically inclined, which tells me you're very creative. You know, you're very much like right brain creative. How do you do you know, working for a bank and life insurance and more of that left brain logical track? How do you do in that kind of job? I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the social aspect of it. Um, yeah. the meeting with the clients, I enjoyed that. But as far as the 
day-to-day Excel spreadsheets. I was just a drone and I was, I felt like I had the soul, my soul kind of pulling out of me slowly over time. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's important for creative people to not force themselves into jobs and situations that sort of suck the creativity out of you. And if you're in a job where the social part is great, like a sales job where you're not crunching numbers and sitting in front of a computer could be great because that, Mm -hmm. that's the people part. But I, I would discourage you from getting into a job where you're just in your super logical brain because you want to keep feeding your creative, your creativity. So it's important that you're doing things in your life that can not just making music, but just different things in your life that feeds your creativity. Yeah, like my dad's like, oh, maybe you should look into marketing, doing something like that, you know. But I feel like once you get down that track, you know, it's like I could be great at it, you know. But do I really go for my dream? How do I how do I really commit to this, you know? Yeah. How do I know if this is the right thing for me? Is this practical or am I being, am I being irrational? You go for it a hundred percent. Most dreams are yeah. irrational if we look at it from yeah. the logic. If we look at it from fear. Most dreams are irrational because there's no step-by-step plan to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so hard for me to commit, you know? Well, so what would you be committing to? I think it's, for me, it's like I have that fear, you know? That's what's limiting me. Like, I go into my head. I don't think I have the technical skills. Maybe on paper I don't. I'm navigating a foreign space. I don't know anything about the music industry. So there's not really, like you said, there's not really a set path there. So I think. And I'm a perfectionist, so I don't know. I think it's just I really need to tell myself that and have like I need to have small goals, you know? Right. So my first goal is to figure out what I wanted to do. And now it's now I'm trying to make that a goal. So now I need to just keep making small goals because you get overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Yes. Step by step by step. So let's just look at all those I am statements you said. A couple of them were I don't know anything about the music industry and I'm a perfectionist. Is it 100% true that you know nothing about the music industry? No, not not really. What do you know about it? I I don't think it's as big as people think it is. You know, there's always that like, oh, it's so competitive, I'll never make it there. But I think it's a lot smaller than people really think. You know, there's only a, I guess you're looking at touring artists there's only so many people really touring at a time, you know? Yes. And there are like 9 billion or 6 billion, I'll have to research the stats on that, people mm-hmm. in the world, right? So there's also yeah. like a lot of people to listen. Mm-hmm. So what do you know about the music industry other than that? Not not a whole lot. Do you know how to produce music? Yeah, I do. I, yeah. Okay. That's a big <laughs> thing. That's a big thing. You know how to make music, okay? Do you know how to compose something and put it up on things like iTunes and YouTube and other places where people listen to music? I'm I'm sure I could figure that out. Yeah, I'm sure. But I've never that too. I, I've never scored for a picture before, so I've only been making music. I haven't done the the other side of it, you know. Right, but you've made music that you could put up, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Okay. So you could start building, I, I, you'd have to kind of research what are the best channels for composers. I, I mean, YouTube, I don't know if it'd be YouTube. I don't know if having your own YouTube station or Spotify station or whatever it would be. But the first thing is get your work out there. That's the first thing. Okay. Just start getting your work out there. 
The second thing is you're going to have to identify some people that you could there's there's sort of like a different levels of people. So when I reach when I research people I'm modeling, like people I want to emulate, people whose careers okay. I want to follow. I put like sort of my my top tier list of people in terms of people I'm probably not going to be able to call up, but they've done enough interviews where if I listen to enough interviews that they've done where they tell their story or mm-hmm. read read articles where they tell their story, I can start to piece together how they got their start and what they did. So that would okay. be the first group of people like write a list of some of your top composers people that you want, whose career you would love to have, and really start to research how they did it. Now, do you, do you see as, that as, as far as like a networking perspective goes, reaching out to them, seeing if you can apprentice with them, maybe they have a, a low-level music editor job? Do you, do you recommend sort of working my way up step-by-step step that direction? No, that's the first tier of people are the unreachable people. Like who was the composer okay. you mentioned in the beginning, Hans Zimmer? Yes. Okay. You're probably not going to get an informational interview or an internship with him. Okay. Right? At this point. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, But he's someone whose career you could really research and see how he got his start. Then you sort of look at tier two. And these are the people that aren't like super unattainable, super famous, but are successful. And those are the people that you start to look at what are their companies? Are there internships available? Who are the people they work with? How could I start networking with people that are connected to those people? Does that make sense? Okay. So that's where you start yeah. exploring job opportunities, those types of things. And then tier three okay. people are reaching out to people that you think would do informational interviews with you. So looking at places like LinkedIn, where people put their professional profiles, or even Facebook or whatever, looking at composers that are out there, they're working, they're working composers, but they're not so super famous, super successful that they're unreachable, and start reaching out to them, share a little bit about you, and say, I I only want 15 minutes of your time. I'm not looking for any kind of job from you. I just want to mm-hmm. ask you a few questions about how you got to where you are in your career. So those are the people that are um, that you can actually get on the phone with and just do informational interviews about how they got got themselves to the point where they're getting jobs making music. Okay, so just as I keep working and progressing, I'm I'm getting better with each next song I make as I continue to network. You think that. It'll help me. Everything will lead to the next step. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then the other thing is, have you put together any kind of demo reel or anything like that yet? I've I've sent out a few. Like I'm on SoundCloud right now. SoundCloud. That's the thing I was trying to think of. That's the music thing. Okay. Okay. Got it. So I sent out music yesterday to a guy who used to run uh, Columbia Pictures and he's like, you have a lot of potential and I'm happy to help you, you know, so. Awesome. See, look at this. You've, you're already on your way. So that's great. So when he said, I'm happy to help you, how did you follow up with that? Um, I, I haven't, he, he just sent me the email probably 30 minutes ago. I haven't, haven't responded back to him yet, but. Okay. So let, uh, this is, let's, let's, yeah. this is perfect that you haven't responded okay. back. Okay. So what would be. Let, let's make a request, like a very specific request, because I had somebody send me a resume a few weeks ago. And it was like, here's my resume. I'm looking for jobs in marketing. I've worked with this company and this company. 
She didn't tell me at all what kind of job in marketing. Like I had no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the other companies were. There was no way to help her because she wasn't specific, right? So, and did she say anything about her knowledge of your what you do and to sort of make you feel good? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was not important to me, but that's no. a good thing to do. For her sounds, passion for what you do? No. It's, it, it, not really. It sounds like you did that. So you've got that okay. covered. I was just using that example to show a lot of times we think we're being specific, but we're not. And so we need to like okay. empower people to help us by asking a very specific question. So you've already got his attention. He says you have a lot of potential. He He's, said he was happy to make an introduction for me as well to one of his great. One of his friends. Yeah. Great. So in your response, I would keep it brief and say, thank you so much. This means so much to me. I would love an introduction to one of your friends, he said, to conduct an informational interview with them. Please know there's no pressure for anyone to to find me a job or anything. I'm really just looking for information as to how to get started and built. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he, he knows that I'm, I'm just, I don't really know anyone in the business. So networking is the, the first thing I need to have on my list, you know? Yeah. But even you spelling that out, we don't want to make any assumptions. Like I hear you saying, I'm sure he knows and maybe he does, but even you saying, listen, I'm not asking for a job from this person. Please let yeah. them know to feel no pressure. We can limit it to 20 minutes. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to do a strictly informational interview. So that he, it'll just make you look better, Daniel. It'll also make you look like you're not like looking for favors and that you really mm-hmm. are just being proactive in trying to educate yourself about how to do this. Awesome. Yeah. So then the other thing, well, how are you paying your bills? Um, well, I was doing holistic financial planning as a job when I was kind of selling life insurance. So I, I kind of saved up there. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm you know, I'm just running on savings right now. So okay. I, uh, I need to figure that portion out very soon. Okay. I'm, yeah. Cause the other thing I would suggest is, you know, people are always doing projects and looking for music. People have their YouTube channels, people are doing their own films, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if these are the correct resources for musicians. You might need to ask or post on social mm-hmm. media, or if anybody listening to this is great too. If anybody listening to this podcast has recommendations for Daniel, be sure to post it on the show notes and we'll get those to him. But for example, when I'm looking for a graphic designer for something really quick, I'll go to either Upwork or Elance. And those are sites where you can kind of type in what you're looking for and professionals with different skills have profiles and you can hire someone. Okay. So I would look into, check those two sites, Upwork and Elance. I don't know if if it would be appropriate. Okay. Music composition awesome. would be up there. But once you get your reel together and you you have kind of a bio of what you do, see if you can get some work doing music for people. Yeah, and I think I need to really keep my mind open to even just working for students and working for free Absolutely. to build up a resume, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely suggest working for low or working for free, but have a limit on it. So go, okay, okay. I want to build up my reel. So I want at least three projects or at least five projects that I'm going to do pro bono. I have enough savings right now. I'm going to budget. And then once I get that reel together, I'm going to start charging. You know, Give yourself some guidelines yeah. 
in terms of how often you'll work for free. Okay. And for how long. Thank you so much. Yeah. Does this give you some direction? Absolutely. Questions? I think you, you covered everything pretty much so far. As far as long-term goals, besides networking, is there anything else do you, you recommend? Do you think I need to look into going back to school and make sure I build up a resume in that, that direction as well? Back to school for what? For composition, just so I can cover all my bases, you know? Here's what I'll say in terms of why you asked me what my advice would be. I spoke to a, a group of trainers last week, and I said my top two keys to my success are my ability to hustle with a great attitude and a strong vision. That's number one. And then the second thing was becoming really, really masterful at what I do. And mastery takes time, Daniel. It's like 10,000 hours. It takes time. So in addition to networking, just continue to get really, really, really masterful at what you do. Keep working at it. Keep tweaking it. Now, you said you're a perfectionist. I'd love to reframe that with you. I'd love for you to own being passionate about what you do. I love the fact that you want to be committed to producing amazing music. However, perfectionism stops a lot of people, especially a lot of creative Mm -hmm. people, because they wait to put something out there till it's perfect and there is no such thing as perfect. Yeah, that's the irony about this, you know, in music for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so you're going to have to watch that and you're going to have to get to a point where you're like, you know what, I could tweak this for five more years, but it's good enough Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as the the resume goes and having all my bases covered there, as far as once I start to network, do you think that I should have some sort of master's in composition? I mean, obviously that'll help me. It can't hurt me, but... It won't hurt you, but I'd love you to give it like a year of hustling and see what happens. Okay. That, yeah, that's a great mentality to have. So maybe in a year from now, revisit that question. But you already – see, the thing with going and getting more education is you, you're still going to have to hustle. So I'd love for you to see how much you can accomplish, to see how much of a reel you can get done, and to see how much you can learn on your own. And then you'll really know, A, that if you need to go and get another degree, and B, when you do go, you'll be even more clear about how you want to use it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And one other thing that I'd love you to do, I'd love you to compose a song that is your like personal theme song, your personal mantra. Something that connects you when you listen to it, something that connects you to the joy of what you do, where you get that feeling that you were talking about. Okay. And anytime you feel stuck, anytime someone else's voice gets in your head about how are you going to pay your bills? Is this safe? No one makes it in mm-hmm. this industry. That's going to be your go to song. So that, I love that idea. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that in those moments where you feel discouraged or the fear comes up, you can listen to that song and reconnect to the feeling of why you're doing this. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I have so many reasons to do this. You know, I I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have any commitments. You know, 
I'm just making excuses if I come up with reasons not to, you know? Yeah. And you will be a better husband and a better father if you follow your passion. Thank you so much, Christine. My pleasure. My pleasure. Keep me posted on how you're doing. I absolutely will. Isn't Daniel's enthusiasm contagious? I just loved his passion. And I feel the most important thing that happened in this session was reassuring him that he must go for his dream because we can give people all the advice and action steps in the world. But if someone does not believe they can do it or should do it, then most likely they will not take any of those steps. One thing you heard was that when he was working at his previous job and not working on music, he was a bit depressed and abusing alcohol. Once he got back into working on his music, that behavior stopped. And this is common when we're not listening to our heart, when we're not pursuing either as a career or a hobby, the things we love, our creativity. There's a part of us that can start engaging in self-sabotaging behavior. It's important for all of us to not let the soul be sucked out of us, in Daniel's words. Yes, you can have a job that may not be your life's dream, but you can keep your soul by showing up as more authentically you or doing things on the side that fulfill your creativity and your passion. Don't let anything suck the soul out of you. So let's talk about what discourages us from our dreams. Number one, people try to dissuade us. Daniel kind of mentioned his father in a way. Although his father may have been supportive, he was encouraging him towards more safer goals. The thing is people project their own fears onto us. They project their own model of the world onto us. But only you know what's best for you. Don't let anyone take the wind out of your sails when it comes to setting sail toward your dreams. Also, society does a number on us about what safety means, that our security comes from outside sources like a company or a person or having a certain amount of money. Another thing that can really stop us from taking action toward our dreams is perfectionism. Daniel mentioned this is one of his. Marie Forleo talks about how perfection stops progress. If you're waiting to be perfect, you're not going to take action. If you're waiting to be perfect before you go pursue your dreams, you're never going to do it because there's no such thing as perfect. Just go for it. Just start taking steps. Own your self-doubt. It's okay if you doubt yourself a little bit, but the longer you wait, the more you will doubt yourself and the harder it will be to start. See, when it comes to dreams, they don't always make logical sense. Most dreams are irrational if we look at it from a place of fear because there's not necessarily a plan. But if we look at it from faith and we trust our heart, then one step unfolds, then the next step unfolds, then the next step unfolds. And if you feel a little overwhelmed, then do what I did with Daniel. Break it down, step by step. We talked about people he could network with, a plan of action he could take. Draw a staircase and put your big dream at the top and put one step that you can take at the bottom. You don't have to know every step on the staircase. You just need to know the first one. And you take the first one, the second one will be revealed. And reach out to your network. Again, You don't always have to reach out for a job or for a favor. Not everybody's receptive of that. But people are mostly receptive to talking about themselves, giving informational interviews. And you never know unless you ask. The worst thing that can happen is someone will say no. But if you never ask, you'll never get a yes. And finally, become masterful of what you do. Dreams do take time. You know, often by the time someone becomes a star, We don't realize how much work, blood, sweat, and tears they put into it. 
So the best thing you can do is just become masterful at what you do. But along the way, acknowledge how good of a job you're doing. Don't think you get better by being hard on yourself. You get better through practice, through action, and through believing in yourself. And finally, do not give up on your dreams ever, ever, ever. Keep going for it. It doesn't necessarily have to be your career or the way you make money, but at the very least, pursue it somehow. So, action steps for you, very, very simple this week. What is your dream? And if you're not going for it, why not? What's your reason? What's your excuse? And how can you see that that's a big old limiting belief, that's fear getting in the way? And what is one action step, just one action step that you can take to move toward it? And hey, I would love to help you. I would love to celebrate you. I would love to help you be accountable. So head on over to the show notes, post in the comment what your action step is, and I will cheer you on. I believe in you. Now you need to believe in you. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.